Welcome back to the Health Interactions podcast. It's been a little while since we ran the podcast. However, we're back um, and, and we're hope, hopefully back to build a bit more momentum with the podcast. Um, we slightly changed the structure of the podcast now. Uh, we always were talking to clients and, and talking about their unique stories. And although we still have a lot of clients with a lot of unique stories, um, we found it also just as beneficial now to also talk to other small business owners and, and people who work in really stressful jobs and stressful lives and how they are able to still prioritize their health in in quite stressful jobs. So today we've got Luke Connors on the podcast. He's a good friend of mine. He also runs Spartan Projects, which is a construction company. He's part of a really important initiative, which is Talk To Me Bro. Uh, we talk about his health and how he keeps active. We talk about just general small business in, in this current crisis of COVID-19, which I think is really important at the moment. So it's a great podcast. We hope you enjoy it and please give any feedback that you, that you have. And welcome to Luke. Today we've got um, a bloke and a, and a close friend of mine on the podcast today. Uh, his name is Luke Connors and... He's quite a busy man. He runs a small business, um, employs a bunch of people in his small business. He's involved in uh, a, a very good initiative, Talk To Me Bro, which is all about breaking down the stigma of mental health, especially in especially in young males and uh, encouraging the conversation of mental health. Um, he's involved with uh, the army in the army reserves, used to work for them full time. Um, and he also keeps himself incredibly fit and active and healthy throughout his very busy lifestyle. So we're going to get talking to Luke today um, and just find out how he does it all, um, how, he, how he can run a business, stay healthy, and be in, involved in such an important initiative in breaking down that stigma. So g'day, Luke. How are we doing? I'm going great. Thanks so much for the welcome. And uh, it's awesome to be on here. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. So um, if you can just tell me a little bit about, um, talk about your business for me, uh, Spartan Projects. Yeah, so we're a um, residential building company uh, in Newcastle. Um, me and my business partner, and we have um, all of us together, six of us with our employees. Um, yeah, we 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 involved in high-end residential builds in Newcastle between the two of us. We've got about 25 years' experience in the uh, industry and um, coming into some interesting times now but um, you know back from the start of the year we're going some leaps and bounds um, a lot of projects going on around Newcastle and we really enjoy like the, the opportunity to build in our local uh, community yeah that's crazy what you're saying though the interesting times we're going through um, if you're listening to this down the track and you're, you're, you're going back and listening to this as an old podcast we're right in the thick of the uh the coronavirus or the COVID-19 at the moment. Um, mm. And we'll talk about that a little bit later and throughout and just sort of see how you're pivoting and adjusting to it. But yeah, we're in we're in some very weird and uncertain times at the moment, um, just in normal society, but also being a small business owner. Um, yeah, certainly, certainly. Yeah. So let's, let's get into the Talk To Me Bro initiative that you're involved with. Um, for me personally, uh, mental health is a, a big part of what I do day to day. I think, I think it's important that everyone understands that mental health is something that we all have. 
Uh, you can have good mental health. You can have bad. It's a yeah. con- it's a continuum, and and it's something that people only talk about when they're sort of at that bad end. But no one really talks about their good mental health. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I guess let's just let's just get you started with uh, talking about this talk to me, bro, initiative because I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I agree with exactly what you said there. Like, mental health is part of physical health. We've got you know doctors and. Um, we're so conscious now in the world of healthy eating and good foods and physical activity, but it's, it's starting to get a shift, I, I believe, within the world, the consciousness waking up to mental health, and all of us is one that this is just as important as physical health, but it's definitely years behind uh, where we are, um, I guess, in the physical realm. Uh, for Talk To Me, bro, uh, it started, it's a, we're based... I started Wollongong in Newcastle now. I'm, I had it here in Newcastle. And it, it's, our primary cause is to prevent suicide. Um, our mission is to make suicide a thing of the past. So it didn't start on good terms, as I guess a lot of some of these organisations um, do set up. It's come through heartache. Um, two colleagues of mine, uh, close friends in Wollongong, um, one that I was in the army with, one of my best mates, a couple of years ago lost someone uh, extremely close, close to him uh, through suicide. And he was yeah, a man um, within the community that was doing work in the community. He was a, um, a youth worker um, and he was, you know, he gave his time to support other people. But when the, when the story comes out and, and that it, there was, he was dealing with his own demons behind the scenes and no one really knew about it. Um, there's a lot of there's a percentage out there that the funding that comes into um, mental health um, 97% comes to treatment and 3% comes to um, prevention. So it's awesome that we have the help there when people put up their hands and say, hey, I'm not doing too good, um, and we can help them with, as a society and the community. But there's so many people behind closed doors that um, that are struggling and don't want to talk about it or not, might not even understand, yeah, I'm not feeling 100% or something's going on internally with me, but I don't know even where to start to ask. I don't need, know even if it's right to ask. And uh, we like really target men as well because there is a stigma around men of that we need to provide for our families. Um, we need to, you know, it, it just comes from generation being passed down of being that tough male and, and no longer is that a thing. We need to be able to talk about our emotions and our feelings and what's going on in us. And that's what Talking to Me Bro is all about is sitting down with your bro and asking them, like, how, how you doing and, and what's going on. So, yeah, um, I, yeah. I think absolutely it's 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 far stronger to speak than it is to be tough about it and or, or this perception of being tough and holding it all in. Yeah. I, think, I think real strength can be shown from leading the way like you're doing and actually uh, initiating and initiating these conversations um, and bringing it to light and and not just hiding behind this uh this stigma or of strength and tough and not talk about it. Um, so yeah, I absolutely yeah. love what you guys are doing there. Uh, so what got you involved, yeah, got, what got got you involved saying, in it? Sorry. Oh, sorry. You go, hey. you go. I was going to ask oh, what got you involved in it. Involved. What's the saying? Oh, with the saying too, it's just like exactly what you're touching. I got like a saying or something I live by now. It's move towards the pain. Yep. And it's not that we need to be looking for ways to hurt ourselves, but it's move towards the uncomfortable conversations, move towards, um, you know, there's always stuff that gets left unsaid in life. Um, we all bottle up, even workplace and relationships. 
But when you go and have the conversation and come to a place where you turn up with empathy and compassion and, and love, every, nine, every time it, it ends up better than you looping it around in your head, whatever the situation was. And that's where we really encourage in the talk to me both in we run. So we run the program will have like, you know, there's two talk, we'll talk in front of large crowds um, and really getting people in the crowd to speak. And we also run like, and walk away from that, um, the talk that we've had, feeling like, you know, they could reach out or how can they change their communities or, you know, any way that they can help out and inspire others. But we also run small programs um, of men where we sit down and it's much more interactive and we let, um, we, we we open up and show our vulnerable side and in doing so allows others to do the same. And when you leave those, you know, they might go for an hour and a half or two hours, these small groups, but when they leave, everyone's so much more connected and understand that we're all just one at, um, at heart. And as humans, we all have our same struggles, our same challenges, but we don't really understand that, you know, sometimes the man sitting across from us or the woman sitting across from us is dealing with something completely similar, similar yeah. um, but we just don't talk about it. It just really unifies us. Yeah. Them, them, um, them presentations you do in them large crowds, um, I could imagine that would be incredibly powerful. Um, I'd love to attend one day. That would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. I'll let you know when the next one's on. You can come. Fantastic. Yeah. So my involvement in the other question and, and how I sort of got into it was um, a couple of years ago, like you mentioned at the start when you introduced me, I've been in the Army for... 10 years and they're fortunate enough to be in the Army Reserve for 10 years and I've had um, multiple deployments now and just been really blessed um, in my time within the Green um, to have opportunities and meet some amazing people and there was one um, one guy I met in 2012 when I deployed overseas uh, his name was Matt and um, he, he was a leader amongst all of us. He was a corporal. I was a very young soldier at the time, and I really looked up to him within our, um, he's part of our platoon. And he was the type of guy that when the chips were down, everyone could look to him to support, and he had this bulletproof mindset. And to me, he was like the epitome of soldier, really, when I was around him. I was just like, this guy, I aspired to be like him. Um, and uh, over that, the course of that deployment, um, I started growing a, a dream and a, a longing to join the special forces and be a part of it. The dream sort of started up and then I started training towards it there. And when we got back home into Australia, I really sort of made the commitment that this is something I wanted to do. I was still only, I think, 21 at the time, 2021. So I needed a few more years experience and, and physical training under my belt before I thought I was ready to go and, um, to, to go and to go on to the selection and have the, you know, just the life experience as well to be able to do it. And I reached out to Matt when I got back home and I said he had had some involvement with commandos um, and other special forces units with the SAS and commandos in the Australian Army and he had involvement with commandos. And he was one of the only people I knew that had sort of been involved with these guys. They were all quite um, elusive and no one had much information on them. And um, I asked him if he could just give me some guidance and help um, to train up for the SAS. And he said to me, he just went above and beyond this guy. Like, he set up navigational courses all through um, the Central Coast in the national parks for me. He built my pack. He ran, like, hours, like, three-hour-long three, long, three hour long, um, beach sessions and um, just really got my 
physical body, but my mental side of what I was doing prepared for um, for what was to come. Um, so I ended up skip a few years forward. Um, I was about, oh, I think about 18 months ago now, I was at um, the Kerman Ray um, event. Oh, oh, yeah. Is that, and, is that the K2 thing? Yeah, the, yeah, he's got yeah. a nail and scarlet yep. as well. Yep. And I was at one of his events. So you're obviously pumped up and inspired there. And, um, you know, he's a kind of like a a guru in with my my opinion is he's a guru within the Australian community. Like he's right up there in business and everything. And um, yeah, it was the middle of the event. Was, I think it was four days, and it was the middle. And I got a phone call that night that um from one of another mate in the army that Matt had killed himself. And initially, I was just like, was the denial initially, and then I was like, there's no way it was this is like Matt that had trained me up, Matt with a bulletproof mindset, you know, Matt that that everyone else went to when the chips were down. And yeah. um, it was. And, like, he left behind a family, a wife, three kids, his friends, um, a business that he was running. Like, from the outside looking in, he had everything going for him. But, obviously, on the inside, he was just struggling massively. And no one really saw it coming again either. And I remember that night standing in the shower, just in shock. But I remember saying to myself, I'm not going to let his life... Um, and pretty much like end there, like I'm going to make it. Yeah. It has purpose. Really, he lives on sort of through me. Create that legacy. He obviously lives on through his family and everything too. But I was like, I'm going to do my point part here that I can do as much as I can. That other people will never have to feel the same stuff that I'm feeling. And then not just me. It wasn't just for me either. Like I guess when those things happen, it shocks you so much that your heart just pours out to his family straight away. And, and when at the funeral and stuff like that, like it was just gut wrenching. Yeah, um, and that's where I, I was like, I need to do whatever I can to get, you know, to help people to not go through this. And, you know, since that time, talked to, I've, it was so like, it was like, the, not in the good way at times like this sort of come up. And my mate that I travel with overseas, Jack, is in Wollongong that runs Talk To Me Bro. Um, he lost, um, by coincidence, it was, the guy that he lost to was Matt as well. Two Matt's and it was just like the two of us, this is where the, the, we sort of like align together and we're like, we need to do our part here to make a difference within the community. And that's where, yeah, Talk To Me Bros founded and that's what we're about now is making suicide a thing of the past. Yeah, that's... Uh, and to have to have a why like that, you know what I mean? You, it doesn't matter. If your why is strong enough, you'll find a how. And and it, that's exactly what you, you guys are doing is you have this incredibly strong why. You, you, you're going to build, you know, you you're building a legacy mm. for, for both these mats, for both these people yeah. that, um, I guess, passed away in very unfortunate circumstances. Um, it's one yeah, of them things absolutely. that I often think about, I guess, in, in my line of work. I'm, I'm regarded as a helper. I'm, I'm there helping people, but it's easy to then forget about who, who helps the helper, right? And, and that sort of sounds like what happened to Matt. He was there. He was always there to help everyone else, but... You know, yeah. he probably felt like his role was to help others, and he didn't want to burden anyone else. I, I know that sounds um, horrible because there's always going to be someone there, but I can sort of, I can see where I, I could see myself yeah. in that position too. Is I don't want to burden yeah, anyone else with my problems, but that's not the way to look at it. No, nah, no, nah. it's showing that vulnerable side. Hey, and I completely agree with you too. Like, um, yeah, you're a business owner. 
iron too. I've been like I was one of the youngest corporals in the army when I got promoted. I think I could have been the youngest in the reserve side of it um, years ago. And I've always just merged into those leadership roles and found it very hard. Like yes, even now still, yes, I do want to talk to me, bro, but I do find it hard um, at times to um, to, to, to say to some other people what I'm going about because so many people have always come to me as the pillar stone of like, you know, everything's all right, everything's done on, I'm always uplifted and upbeat and you do, especially in this sort of realm now that I'm learning going into and you probably know this, understand this too, you take on a lot of energy at times negative or, or pain that other people are going through yeah. in helping them and um, I, I found I've, even if I can't turn up in some groups I've sort of started to acknowledge consciously, like, okay, I can show my vulnerable side, um, I guess, safe from my employers. And um, in Spartan, we always take the time. Once a month, we sit down together with the boys and we ask what's going on. And I'm going to actually start pulling this in even more into a daily thing where we have a quick chat at the start of the day, what's going on so everyone understands, okay, I'm struggling with this. This happened with my, you know, at home and that. So we sort of still break down that. To, we're all one again. Yep. And... um. But I've learned there's only so like I can't complete if if I'm feeling within myself completely like I need help I can't fully come to them like they I know that they would be there to listen but you couldn't do that constantly so you need to have there's always like levels I guess so I have coaches above me and I have mentors that are playing a game higher at my level that I can go to and they're the ones that I go to when the chips are down for me um, to seek support and to be like you know. I feel overwhelmed at the moment because I do at times. Like, there's no, we're all oh, yeah. human. We got to admit that. And uh, I'd encourage anyone that's sort of listening to this that um, you have to have, you have to have someone or a group or someone that you can go to or multiple people, not just one, but multiple people that if you're struggling, you can turn up on their doorstep or a phone call or a text message and say, "Hey, I'm not doing too well," and you know that they're going to support you. Yeah, and it sounds like what you're doing is you need to set that set that network of people that you can go to up when you've got good mental health, when you're feeling good rather yeah. than rather than feeling alone when you don't have good mental mm. health and you're not feeling very good and, and then yeah. and then not having anyone there. Whereas if you set that network up now as a as a preventative thing, because everyone throughout their life is going to go through periods of bad mental health and um, and feeling yeah. depressed, feeling anxious. You know, these are these are normal things to feel and everyone feels them but yeah, I think that's an important yeah. part of what you I, just said yeah, there is already right. have that network set up, know who you're going to yep. go to in them times of feeling overwhelmed and, and, and very stressed and anxious. And I mean, at the moment, it's with this COVID-19 stuff, it's it's so applicable more than ever to be able to check yeah. in with someone every day, whether it's just a, yeah, I'm feeling really good today or, okay, I didn't sleep well, it's on my mind, I've got the corona fatigue or whatever you might want to call it. It's, it's, yeah. it's so... Um, draining to think about that all the time, and you can't listen to the radio or watch the TV without without hearing more about it. It's 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 a sh- yeah. it's, it's it's horrible. So throughout, yeah, I, throughout, I agree so much with what you said there. Yeah, yeah. Throughout, um, you're very busy. Obviously, you know you run a business. Um, yeah. you run an, you you know you head the initiative of talk to me, bro, here in Newcastle, and you you're going out talking to um, big groups and smaller groups too. Um, how do you um, keep yourself healthy? How do you keep yourself active physically, eating all the right foods, 
and and mentally, how do you stay healthy? You know, the ecosystem of health. How do you keep that ecosystem strong for you? What what strategies do you implement to make sure that you can always prioritize your own health? Yeah, so I'm so I'm very active, and I think that contributes a lot to my energy and to my mental state. Um, I guess throughout the prepare preparation for uh, when I was for the SAS, that was five years of pretty much training every day um, to prepare my body for that sort of thing. So, like now, it's just it's just become part of my life. And some people are like, oh, I couldn't do that, or they say that sort of stuff to me. You just got to do it. It's not like an excuse. Like you can't just. Oh, I, I can do what you've done. It's like everyone starts somewhere. I remember the first time I said I was going to go and do selection and just started running. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so far from the mark. But it's just like repetition, like it's the mother of skill. Like you just keep, you just get out there and do it. So for my health, physical side of it is massive to me. It plays so much of a part for my mental health too. Um, so it's just priority, like I just priority. With everything going on, it's still for me, um, even in business and everything, I get up early in the morning, um, I train, or I definitely get assessed some sort of session in a day. It could just be like, you know, 15 minutes kettlebell session outside in my backyard and then off to work. But it's like, it just sets me up for um, success, I feel. Definitely with food and nutrients. Um, I guess I've swung away over the years too that food, like I enjoy going out for a meal and like might have a meal that's, you know, this is an enjoyable type meal and desserts and stuff like that. But throughout the week and, and, you know, I'd say 80% of the time, everything I put in my bullet in my body is, I'm focusing on what's going to be put in there so that I can feel myself, so that I can recover right, so that I'm in a good um, headspace yep. um, to, you know, turn up and serve the people around. Like, you know, sometimes there's late hours at night that I'm getting talks ready for talking to me, bro, or preparing for work the next day, early mornings, all the time up at 4.30 most mornings. And, um, you know, so the fuel has to be right. Like, I even find... Now, and it's being conscious of your body a lot too. Like I found recently that when I have big meals coming home at night, I become very lethargic afterwards. So I'm trying to have bigger meals throughout the day and then like a shake or something at night so I can keep working because once I have that large meal, I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah, um, the itis. So I just want to, hey? I call it the itis. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. When, yeah, whenever you eat like them huge meals and really calorie-dense meals, you just hit the wall and you, yeah, you, you feel like Yeah, you feel and you're tired. ready to sleep. So that's just that's how I keep myself. Healthy. It's just a must for me. That's how I keep my mind, my body, and everything healthy. Like I, someone said to me years ago in the, in the army, and I completely believe this in nearly all form of life is like that the way you your physical health. Um, if you have a high standard of physical health and you turn up, I guess strong and and looking, it, it breeds confidence in yourself. I believe, and turning up in that whatever sort of business event or meeting or just in life, I think if you're looking after your, your health, number one, people notice that and it already sets you as sort of a leader um, yeah. within your field and with your, within your units and stuff like that. And I've just always, you know, played, I still play first grade football and do jiu-jitsu with you. And, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to balance it all. And sometimes it's, but I just love it. Like, yeah. so I guess you got to have the love for it, number one, and, and know that it's going to keep your mind completely, you know, 
at a top tier level is when you're constantly like when you're active. You have to be active. It's so interesting what you said there is um is you have to keep yourself healthy to be perceived by others as a leader. And that's I've never thought of it like that before, but it's absolutely true. Like it automatically mm. builds trust in that individual if they if they yeah. know how to look after themselves. It's it, it builds that trust in in the sense that well if they can look after themselves like yeah they 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 can look after me they are my leader they are um, a leader a person of influence maybe um, as opposed to someone that you know struggles to even keep themselves healthy then I guess yeah off, off, straight off the back foot I mean yeah maybe you're right it's it's you, you haven't built that trust yet um, yeah in a, in 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 a leader if they're not healthy but. That's fantastic. Do you do any meditation or mindfulness, uh, breathing exercise type things to sort of just slow the brain down, sort of de-stress a little bit at the end of a day where you might be a bit overwhelmed before you go to bed or to try and, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. alleviate yourself of that stress rather than sleeping on uh, it or what do you do? Yeah, definitely. Um, I do, uh, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins. He's helped me a lot when I come out of the, uh, the social forces stuff, uh, really trying to understand who I was and I really went down this probably in the last few years of personal development line which has definitely helped me to where I have got to today like speaking out like Tony Robbins and Sherwin Ray and um, yep. you know people top of their game um, but he's got a 15 minutes priming in the morning it's on YouTube and he just does you can go like, um, YouTube and Google it and it just um, it's sort of a bit of a little bit active like he's um, in the arm movements and that you can watch how the if someone's listening to this, you can watch how he does it. But also then lets you sit and he goes through, he just talks you through it, but it's like a um, heal yourself, heal the world, what are we grateful for, um, what do you want to achieve sort of today or in the near future, and it sort of sets that intention for the day. Yep. So I do that. I definitely not just that one all the time. I do um, some meditation ones where it's just, yeah, I just sit and breathe. I had a, um, a great trainer, Jason Thompson, when I was preparing for that um as well for the SAS, a dear friend of mine now. And he's really helped me go down that um, meditation line where I can just sit there. And uh, I probably don't do it enough, to be honest. Like, But I do try and get it every every second day. And I, I, Again, it's that conscious consciousness in yourself of what's my body feeling right now because I can definitely go. I, some people can just sit in that meditation phase for a long time and that's, if that's what works for them, that's awesome. Yep. Others, their meditation might be running 100 kilometers. And that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the thing. Everyone's meditation type is different. Uh, yeah, 100%. And also, the thing that I, pu- I push, um, trying to find uh, 15 minutes five times a week to just do, be mindful. And that could be going for a walk by the by the lake or going you know, for a walk by the ocean or sitting in your backyard, crossing your legs and just focusing on your breathing. It's, it's different for everyone. but and, it, and I don't think it has to be long either. 15 minutes five times a week. Um, yeah. I haven't done the maths on that, but the percentage of time in, in your life that that takes, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. Um, let's say you sleep for for eight of them. There's 16 hours in a day. If you can find 15 minutes in that 16 hours, just five times a week, I think you'll be doing yourself mentally the world of good. Yeah, well, Tony says if you don't have 15 minutes, you don't have a life. Yeah, so, like you have, to, you just have to do it. Like it just helps you so much. Um. I completely agree with that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we talked about it earlier in the podcast um, about the COVID-19 and coronavirus. 
uh, we're mm. both we're both in small businesses, and and it's it's a pretty well known thing that in these crises that affect the economy, it, it, it affects small business first. I mean, we're we we're going to feel that we are feeling the pinch currently far greater yep. than than large corporations. However, I'm a little bit excited in the sense that we are in small business, and I think that small business we feel at first, but we can also adapt quicker. We we don't have. Uh, big boards of directors. We don't have all this red tape we've got to get through to change, to adapt to the market. And as you yeah. as you would know, the market's always right. You know, the, the market's not wrong. If you if you hire a salesperson and he comes back and, and he's whinging that uh, the market's wrong, then he's probably not a good salesman because the market's mm. never wrong. Um, but we can adapt to the market. And I think that small business can adapt far quicker than, uh, and, than large corporations. And and what's going on, and what's going on at the moment is is going to change business a lot of businesses forever. I think I think not. There's not going to be a lot of businesses that then just go back to normal as such. I think there's going to be a new normal. I think, for example, there's going to be businesses that might have twenty shop fronts at the moment that now consolidate down into four shop fronts and do more and more online um, because they'll learn yep. from this and learn that maybe twenty shop fronts aren't needed. So I think that business mm. could change. Um, um, holistically across all business, I think we, we're in a good position to adapt quicker. So I'm just going to quickly ask you, have, have you pivoted yet at all? Have you got any ideas of, of how you might adapt to the current climate of, of COVID-19 at all? Or, or do you have any plans to do that over the coming weeks or months to, um, to adapt? Um, ours is interesting, right? I guess I could talk from both sides of the Spartan project in the building game and then from the Talk To Me Bro yep. um, side of it. Initially for the Spartan project, the building game, the construction is an interesting one and, and like we're only what, a couple of weeks in uh, feeling the real pinch, I'd say maybe a month of COVID-19 here in Australia um, and there's still a lot of uncertainty of what's going to come. But, you know, uncertainty and uncomfortable times build, you know, resilience this like i'm completely kind of just rising in this situation i'm like where's this going to go where can, where's the opportunity that it's going to come um but for us personally it's a day we have to take it day by day um because in the construction game it's like we're we're manpower based so we have to have people there to can complete the work um and we're yeah. fortunate enough at the moment we've got a couple of contracts in there locked in and the houses are ripped apart. So we have work uh, to go to, but we all definitely feel the pinch, you know, if supplies um, pull up and then as well over, depending on how long this lasts, um, it's all well and good for say the government to be saying, um, yeah, go to work. Um, There's work still there. You're essential, but if people aren't going to want to spend money on their houses and they've lost their jobs, they're not going to, they don't have money to upgrade where they're living. So we might feel the pinch of it coming through. So it's an interesting time exactly how we're going to handle it and what we're going to do. We're obviously just trying to... This will look to, I guess, for us as a building company, we might have to tighten down on, um, you know, we, we subcontracted out a lot of our work, which we potentially could do ourselves to other trades. Yep. Uh, carpenters have the... You know, we have the luxury of, of being able to do a lot of the plastering work um, we could do concreting, we can do setting out. Like, there's a lot of work we normally pass off, even digging, just excavation in general. Like, um, yeah, a lot of the stuff, or even buying our frames and our trusses in our building. 
instead of buying them, we might be constructing them now on the job site. So to keep that revenue in-house, to keep us going, um, but then the downside of that is that our subcontractors who we love, they fill the pinch of us not going to business with them. But yep. you've just got to be very mindful, I guess, saying that everyone's struggling and, and try to continue to spend money um, within our economy. Otherwise, you know, your neighbour's going to be struggling. You know, go buy the coffee still, go go down to the shops or go get the takeaway food. Yesterday we went and got pizza from um, where my partner, Jenna, her um, she used to work years ago at a, a restaurant in Belmont just to support that, you know, that local business. Yeah. Um, yeah, for us as a talk-to-me-bro side of things, um, this definitely opens up a lot of opportunity, I think, with Zoom calls and webinars. People at home at the moment, we can't have the face-to-face interaction. Um, mental health is going to be up. Like, there's no two ways about that. Yeah, um, oh, which is unfortunate. On that, but. yeah, on that, I, I've been talking to a couple of psychologists at exa- about yeah. exactly that. I guess a lot of my referrals come through uh, psychologists and psychiatrists yeah. um, that are that need to start impl- you know prioritizing their health in their busy work life. Um, but mm. in conversations that, that I've been having. Uh, exactly around around that 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 they're expecting high rates of suicide they're expecting high rates of domestic violence in these coming weeks with this social isolation so it's horrible to think and I don't, I don't know exactly how to adapt to help try and prevent that but obviously we can all do our part in because that's a horrible horrible circumstance and um, that's going to unfold from this COVID-19 yeah definitely I, I- I feel on what you just said there. You had to, we just all have to turn up with that empathy and compassion and love, and just be like, "How can I serve that person that I know might be struggling?" We see stuff on social media. Who might be like? Think about it. Get conscious. Like, who might be struggling at the moment? Who can I reach out to for a phone call? Who can I talk to? Who can I FaceTime? Who can I Zoom? Like, luckily we're in, in like this world now where we do. We can just pull up pull up our laptop to our phones and see someone face to face still and have the conversation with them. So. Yeah. Like, we, we need to, yes, it's, yes, it's going to suck, but how can we support each other and not just think about our own, I guess, wealth and greed or whatever? Like, you know, how can we survive as a community? As a, like, as a country, as one, like we said at the start of the talk, we're all just one. That's what talking to me sort of based on. We sit there and we realise everyone's got the same fears, everyone's got the same or similar problems going on at home or worries in business. And, you know, we are all just one. How can we support one another? Um, and just to, yeah. just to finish up, have you got if you had one piece of advice to be able to pass on to people um, that could relate to absolutely anything, whether it be to do with uh, your health and well being, whether it to be to do with small business, it doesn't matter. If you had one piece of advice that you could share to anyone listening, what would it be? Yeah, I think um, definitely look to better yourself every day. Um, there's something I was saying before was thinking about that hit me hard like when I was reading something a few weeks ago it was like you can't you can't lead others if you're not leading yourself first yeah. and I was like that's so like so true and we were just touching on that before like start leading yourself first and by your actions others will follow like if you want to be in business or you want to be just a leader within your community your families or just yourself lead yourself, get up and do the hard work, do the discipline. So look to better yourself in body and in mind, like 1% every day. How can you improve on your body and your, your physical health? 
what can you read or what can you do to educate yourself in your in your mind and just I guess in this current climate too, um, you know, there's a season for everything. We're in winter now, like with this COVID nineteen. Spring will come, summer will come, and then we'll go back into at some point there will be a winter again that follows like an autumn and a winter. So now in this time, like take this time now to connect to yourself, connect to those closest to you while we're isolated. Um, yep. Again, educate yep. yourself. Um, and then one of my favourite quotes to finish sort of off their conversation is from Cameron Bard, who was um, Victoria Cross and MC, uh, um, Medal of Gallantry winner. Um, he was one of the last to die in Afghanistan in 2013. His um, saying was aspire to inspire. And I just kept that on again to kind of, to keep his legacy going because we can all inspire someone, everyone that we meet every day. So inspire to inspire. Yep. Um, and yeah. What, and what you were just saying there about the seasons and we're, we're in winter. Uh, I'm I'm part of a, a, what's called a dent, the Dent community. Um, I'm yep. currently going through the KPI program, Key Person of Influence, uh, with Glenn yep. Carlson. And, and Glenn was just talking about it uh, on his own personal Facebook page yesterday that we are in winter when it comes to business. And, and what you do in winter is you sharpen your tools. And, and what he refers to there is you build assets. Um, you, you take this time, you use this time that you might not have the the clients coming in or um, or the work to sustain yourself. But if you can build systems and assets, you're still using that time wisely because spring will come soon, and then summer, and and then autumn. You know, and and but use yeah. this winter to sharpen the axe to to make your assets better, um, and and to build to build a a, a business that. I guess we'll get through this period, and when it does, you've now got the assets to improve the state of your business. Um, yeah, absolutely. Put systems in place, put processes in place. Yeah. yeah. But also talking about the advice you also mentioned before, I just wanted to highlight and reiterate what you said before regarding just building that supportive network around you while you've got good mental health. I think when you said that before, that was yeah. like that was absolute gold, and I think that. It would be it would be unfair not to bring that back up again because it's just so important. So anyone listening, yeah, just make sure you've got whether it be two, three, four people that you can always turn to and know that you can turn to them and talk to them. Um, do, yep. th- do that now while while you're feeling good and healthy because it's not always going to be it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, I had a um, to touch on that. I think I sort of went down that line years ago. I heard a I don't even know who I heard it from, but they said that you should be spending. 33% of your time with people sort of on your level, 33% of your time with people that aren't yet at your level but are aspiring to be there and you reach down and you help them out and you you know you teach them and you guide them and then 33% of your time playing with people above you where you're aspiring to be like and, and yeah. follow. And that's also, it's not just, a, you know, like as a... Just you're there as friends too, you know. You're helping that person. You're there as like colleagues. So it's not just you just don't go to them when all the chips are down, and that's the only time you go to them. They're there for you as a friend. As a when the when the sun's out and the flowers are shining and everything's good, you still talk to that person. You still learn from them. Then, but they're also there when your mates are there when and your friends are there when the chips are down. Also, when the dark times come. Yeah. Yeah. Righto. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. Have you got any anything else that you might want to talk about? I think we've covered a lot of stuff today and that was, um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on and uh, reaching out to me. Yeah, so We've covered a lot of great topics that people can really think about in their own lives, hey, and how to yeah. help others. 
Absolutely. I had a lot of fun having you on. I think the stuff that we spoke about was absolute gold as well. Like we said, um, we were able to talk about, you know, the Talk To Me Bro initiative, which is fantastic, um, you know, in in helping break down them barriers uh, regarding stigma around mental health, particularly in males. We spoke about um, you keeping healthy and active um, throughout such a busy lifestyle with your, your small business and, and the initiative of Talk To Me Bro. Yep. We got to talk about yeah. business in relation to the COVID-19 stuff. I think it was an absolutely well-rounded podcast and um, really grateful for you to be able to come on board today. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Luke. Cheers, mate. Bye, mate.